0: You're listening to Quick and Dirty History, the show about American history on the go. I'm the big buck at this lick. If any of you want to try it, come on and wet your horns. He was known for his extraordinary height, standing 6'4", and his strength, a formidable opponent in the wrestling ring. He had been in over 300 matches and won. Abraham Lincoln could whip some ass. The townsfolk were tired of a local troublemaker, and they needed a rough-and-tumble SOB to take him down a peg. It was none other than our future president Abraham Lincoln that would show this bully who the boss was. When the troublemaking leader of the Clary Grove Boys, Jack Armstrong, challenged him to a fight, Lincoln set only one ground rule, that the goal was to throw the other man rather than pin him. His opponent agreed, and once a sizable crowd had gathered, bets were made. And the fight began. Armstrong was getting whooped and he realized he was going to lose, so Armstrong tried to trip Lincoln. What a cheap shot. Lincoln became so enraged by the petty move that he grabbed Armstrong by the neck and shook him like a rag. The aggravated gang, the Clary Grove Boys, began to move in, forcing Lincoln's back to the wall. Lincoln yelled out that he'd fight every single one of them in a fair, individual fight. And to the bully Armstrong's credit, he called off his gang and declared Lincoln the winner. Armstrong said Lincoln was the best feller that ever broke into this settlement, and he shook his hand, conceding to the guy that beat the bully. Wrestling played a role in Lincoln's personal and political development. His experiences in the ring helped build his reputation and showcased his determination and strength. These were qualities that would serve Abraham Lincoln very well in his political career. Abraham Lincoln came from his humble of beginnings as it gets. He worked as a shopkeeper and a postmaster and became interested in local politics as a member of the Whig Party winning election to the Illinois State Legislature, all along the way opposing the expansion of slavery. Lincoln taught himself law and passed the bar exam, and then he moved to the new capital of Illinois, Springfield, and worked there as a lawyer and served clients ranging from just individuals to national railroad lines. After Abraham met his wife, Mary Todd Lincoln, he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives and took a strong stance against the Mexican-American War. He also debated the Kansas-Nebraska Act, denouncing slavery as a violation of the most basic tenets of the Declaration of Independence. Formed in large part to oppose slavery, the Republican Party was a perfect fit for Abraham Lincoln, and he joined it. At the same time, a man named Dred Scott, who had been born into slavery, filed a lawsuit for his freedom. He had been taken by his owner to live in free territories over the years and claimed that this time spent in the free territories, specifically Illinois and the Wisconsin Territory where slavery is prohibited, made him legally free. This lawsuit went all the way to the Supreme Court, who were super racists, by the way. The case was Scott v. Sanford, and it was a big one. Scott v. Sanford asked some very fundamental questions about slavery namely the geography of slavery in this country. Where did slavery begin and where does it end? Could slaveholders take their slaves anywhere? Well, the racist ass Supreme Court held that African Americans, whether enslaved or free, were not considered citizens under the United States Constitution and therefore didn't even have the right to sue in federal court. But they went further. The court also declared that the Missouri Compromise of 1820, which had banned slavery in certain territories, was unconstitutional, as it exceeded the power of Congress to regulate slavery in the territories. The ruling effectively meant that slavery could be extended into all U.S. territories, regardless of whether or not they had previously prohibited it. Basically, this was one of the most fucked-up Supreme Court decisions in the history of the United States. The highest court in the land said, well, slavery's dope, and we should have more of it. That decision ripped to shreds any bit of a bond that was left between the North and the South in the United States of America. So, Abraham Lincoln, the anti-slavery Republican, did what politicians do best. He gave a speech on the topic. Lincoln wasn't just any politician, though, and this speech in particular was about to change America forever. A house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall. But I do expect it will cease to be divided. It will become all one thing or all the other. It was in this speech and at that moment that the young Abraham Lincoln put into words what was on everyone's mind. We couldn't have a half-free and half-slave country. There was going to be a war.